Welcome to the Emerging Leaders Seminar. My name is Quentin Pryor and I am an incoming graduate student at Ohio University. Today's topic of discussion will be about student-athlete development. In this episode, Katie Keenan, Graduate Assistant for Career and Student-Athlete Development at Texas Tech University, will be interviewing Corey Pinkett, Assistant Athletic Director of Character Formation at Baylor University. start off, you just tell us a little bit about your current role and then follow it up with what your day-to-day looks like. Sure, I would love to. My current role at Baylor, as you mentioned, is our Assistant Athletic Director for Character Formation. And what that means is I have the privilege of leading a team of three whose sole responsibility is the holistic development of our student-athletes executed through a program called Baylor Built. And within that program, we make it our goal to prepare Champions for Life, which is our department's vision, through five different areas, career development, leadership development, personal skills, social responsibility, and community engagement. And we provide programs and resources throughout the year that fit within those five areas. And it's classification-specific programming that allows our student-athletes to work through the information that they need at a time and a pace that makes sense for them so that when they graduate and move on from Baylor and leave us and go on to bigger and better things, they're prepared and ready for that transition. So Katie, I always struggle with the what's the day-to-day look like. I struggle with that more because I've gotten additional responsibilities and I'm also now a sport program administrator for our softball team. So I don't know that I have a a typical day. What I will say is that I have a combination of administrative-related tasks as well as um, programming and programmatic-specific tasks. So when I look at my calendar, I'll typically see a lot of meetings because of the sport program administrator role, because I'm in a leadership role within our department, and because I meet with students. But then in addition to that, There's a lot of program development that could happen on any given day of the week. Um, Pre-COVID, there were random visitors that would come in. Now, they're scheduled visitors, but visitors, student-athletes that would come in and have conversations with me or my team about career decisions or major decisions or graduate school opportunities or internship options or, quite frankly, just needed to talk. (laughs) and talk through a challenge they're having with their roommate or talk through a situation that's going on on their team and they're a leader on the team, but they don't know exactly how to handle it. It's all of those different things combined, which keeps my job so interesting and which makes me look forward to what the new task or challenge will be each day because each day definitely looks different. I feel like across the board, college athletics, there is no day-to-day, let alone oh. going through COVID. That's completely out the window at this point. Mm-hmm. What are some of the skills that you feel are necessary for somebody to be successful in your area of athletics? It's a great question, Katie. There are a lot of things that could be very helpful for individuals interested in student-athlete development. Some things that are coming to mind immediately immediately for me are, first, I think, well, 
I think everybody needs grit, but I think you definitely need it in student athlete development. Grit is so necessary primarily because of the variety of different things that we have to juggle and manage in student athlete development and needing to be able to get through that. And some may put resiliency with that too, but I think grit and being able to, to work through those challenging moments is critically important, especially if you're on a campus where you may not be supported as much as you would have hoped or where you may be building a new program and trying to get buy-in. Grit is just so necessary for our space. I also think innovative thinking is critical for being successful. And you think about, we just talked about COVID and how that changed our lives and challenged us to think differently about things. But the other reality is in student-athlete development, we get new students every year and we're programming for those students. And every year the students are different. So if we're not being innovative, if we're not thinking about other ways that we can connect with our students, that we can present information to our students, then we unintentionally allow ourselves to get complacent and stagnant in our programming and it may result in that program being ineffective. So I believe that innovative thinking is critical because it allows us to make sure we're still providing relevant, timely, and effective programming to our students as we get new student athletes each and every year. And this probably goes without saying if you're thinking about a career in student athlete development, but what's also important is that you need to have a passion and a heart for the population that you're serving. And the reason that's important is so that you can work from an authentic and pure place. But in addition to that, it's, it can be a role that is filled with delayed gratification. You put in all this effort and all of this work towards providing something to students that can benefit them, and you know that. But you may not get the responses from them in the moment that you want, or you may not hear from them how much it impacted them in the moment. And because of that, you have to have a passion for this area so that you're able to make it through those difficult moments and those difficult times because we'll all have them and we all experience them, and it needs to be an area you're passionate about. The other couple I'll mention is communication skills are key. There's a lot of facilitating and leading um, workshops and conversations and things that you'll need to do in this space, and being able to be a strong communicator and facilitator it's something that can help you be successful and effective. Developing relationships is something that can help you be successful and effective, but not just relationships with student-athletes, relationships with coaches, relationships with administrators, relationships with cross-campus partners or corporate partners or community partners. The relationships piece is huge. And then the last thing I would say is an ability to be adaptable and flexible which in my mind go directly to having a growth mindset. And if you're able to have those skills among others, I think it helps equip you with tools to get you going in the right direction. Absolutely. A growth mindset is so critical. Um, what were some of the things that you wish you would have known before entering student-athlete development? Now that, Katie, is a fantastic question. <laughs> what do I wish I would have known so good for me to think about and consider? The first thing I would have wished that somebody told me almost 10 years ago now, which is crazy to think about, is the level of investment 
that is necessary to be successful. Mm. I've always been told, you work in sports, you're going to work long hours. I've always been told that sports can be a demanding industry. What I didn't truly understand until I was working in student-athlete development specifically is that the investment is far beyond just the hours invested. In the roles that we have in student-athlete development, and maybe part of this is the way I'm wired and the way I operate, but I get invested in our student-athletes' lives. They become, many of our student-athletes become like family to me, and I view them as younger brothers and sisters, and because of that type of connection and attachment, now I'm emotionally invested, which I probably shouldn't be, but sometimes I am, and I'm mentally invested, and my time is being invested, and my energy is being invested, and I didn't know the level of investment that would come with me pursuing purpose and passion and, and serving the student-athletes at the institutions that I've worked at. And what I've learned through that is it is critically important to make sure I'm taking care of myself. And nobody told me to take care of myself when I was in graduate school preparing transition into the industry. Nobody was like, Corey, you need to make sure that you're filling your cup so that you don't pour from an empty cup. Nobody told me that. And it took lived experiences and professional development programs and other things to help illuminate for me the value of self-care and making sure that I am self-aware enough, one, to know what stresses me out and when I've reached my points and all of that, but then, two, understanding the things that do fill my cup so that I'm able to do that and come to work showing up as a full person instead of coming to work showing up as a fragment of who I am. So I would say that that is the biggest thing I wish I would have known. I wish I would have known what the investment was going to be and what this was going to require. But then in addition to that, having a better understanding of taking care of myself because I, I like many other people that I've met and that I have as friends in the industry, are very driven and want to be successful and want to do great work. And oftentimes, because we're that way and we're wired that way, we'll forget about taking care of ourselves. And then we end up burned out mm-hmm. or um, ready to be done. And I don't wish that for anybody. So I, I would share those two nuggets because I wish that somebody would have said that to me. And the important, and the last thing I'll say on that is the other layer of that is finding the balance of still being a high performer and doing really good work and all of that with finding your pockets of time for yourself so that you can refill your cup and so that you can do those things. Um, That's a challenge, but once you find how those pieces sit together for you, I think it makes you a better person overall, which then will result in you doing better work overall. That's awesome. I love the analogy that you can't pour from an empty cup, something that I think all intercollegiate athletics professionals need to be a little bit more conscientious of. Mm -hmm. Um, But what are some of the common misconceptions in your field? A lot of times I talk to people, Katie, and they're very excited about exploring an opportunity in student-athlete development. And I'll say, well, why? What makes you excited about that? 
And more often than not, somewhere in that conversation, there is a piece of that where they say, it just seems very fun and it seems like you have a great time, you enjoy work and you enjoy doing what you're doing, and then there's other things that are shared. Mm-hmm. And it is fun. And I do enjoy doing what I'm doing, but it is work. It is work, work, work. And I I think sometimes student-athlete development gets this perception of being, quote, unquote, fun work, which it can be. Programming is fun. Workshops are fun. Putting on events are fun. It's things that the students enjoy, which is why it's viewed as fun. But we can't forget about the reality that there is a lot of work that goes into creating quality programs. There's a lot of work that goes into communicating with administration about the value and the need of the work that you're doing. There's a lot of work that goes into funding an area that doesn't get funds from the department. There's a lot of work that goes into building relationships with coaches so that they buy into your programs and encourage their players to participate. There's a lot of work that goes into meeting with students on a consistent basis so you have an understanding of who they are and what they're wanting so that you can best serve them. goes back to my comment earlier about the level of investment. I think to do this and do this at a high level, it takes a whole lot of work. And if you're not truly passionate about this area, it won't last because the enjoyment of the workshop and the enjoyment of the event will not be enough to sustain you long-term as a professional in this industry. So I like to talk to people about the reality that comes with student-athlete development in addition to the fun things that come with student-athlete development because I believe I have the best job in the entire department. And I've heard people tell me they think I have the best job in the entire department (laughs) because of the cool things that we get to do But in that same breath, there are some real challenges that come with this role that oftentimes aren't talked about as people evaluate student-athlete development as a career path. And I want to make sure that people understand and are aware of both sides so that they can make informed decisions about how they want to navigate their careers moving forward. That's awesome. What is some of the best advice that you would give to a young professional who is pursuing a career in student-athlete development? That's a heavy question. (laughs) The first thing I would say, take advantage of every opportunity. Right now, many, many young professionals are in the stage of their lives where they get a variety of opportunities either directly presented to them or indirectly presented to them. And because many young professionals don't have things that are tying them down or causing them to be restricted to a certain area or a certain time frame, you have the flexibility to grind right now. Like, this is the time to do it. I remember in graduate school, I was working part-time with the the Orlando Magic. I was working as a graduate assistant in student-athlete development. We had some of our teams that wanted team-specific programming, and I asked my supervisor if I could provide it for them. I don't know when I had time to do that, but I was going to do it because it was an opportunity. Um, We had 
championships that came to campus that I volunteered at. There were just a lot of things that you can take advantage of. And through those experiences, I got connected with people that have represented themselves later on in my career journey that I wouldn't have otherwise met. So my first thing is take advantage of opportunity, but the second piece of that is do really good work. Let people, people should know your name for a few different reasons, and doing really good work is one of them. So when somebody says, hey, have you heard about Katie? I was looking at this opportunity. Somebody else can respond and say, absolutely. She's this, 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 and this, and she does really good work. And I personally believe that when you do really good work, that makes room for you, and it provides opportunities for you. So I would say take advantage of the opportunity, do really good work, and then treat everyone like aces. I was at a professional development conference. I actually think it was Emerging Leaders a couple of years ago. And one of the speakers was talking about how you show up every day. And it was an awesome, awesome conversation. And in one of her activities, she had the group do an activity with playing cards. And she assigned values to the playing cards, and the ace was the highest valued card. And she told people to treat people based on the value of the card that they had on their forehead. And she concluded that entire conversation with the idea that we should be treating everybody, regardless of who we're interacting with, regardless of what their level is within the department, as an ace, as the highest valued person that I am talking to in that moment. And I think that's critically important for a variety of different reasons. But if, you, if you're showing up every day and you're treating people like aces and you're doing really good work and you're taking advantage of opportunities, you are setting yourself up for success in more ways than you probably imagine. And then the last thing I would share as a piece of advice is advice that I was given when I took um, my first job out of the nest if you will. So my first full-time job in collegiate athletics was at the University of Central Florida. But that's also where I spent time as a graduate assistant, so it was very familiar to me. When I went to Kansas State to be Director of Student-Athlete Development, I was given some advice from our athletic director, and I share it with everyone that I get to talk to as a young professional. And he told me, it was John Curry is his name, he told me that I should always bring the answers to evaluate instead of the questions to answer. Mm. And ultimately what he was saying was be a solutions provider. And I appreciated that because I'm, I'm one that likes to ask questions and I, I like to think through things, but I would treat interactions with my supervisors or other people that were not on my same level as opportunities to ask questions and not necessarily present my ideas or solutions to challenges. And he challenged me to think about that differently. So my last thought from an advice standpoint would be just that. If you're going into meetings, if you're going into conversations, or if you're entering um, a situation where decisions need to be made or you're going to be making decisions during that conversation, bring answers to evaluate. Think through what the solutions could be. Think through alternatives. Think through holes. Think through gaps. And then bring those to work through versus a whole lot of questions about things and then trying to get to solutions from those questions. Hmm.
that everyone listening has been taking notes as much as I have, because, Corey, you have dropped some absolute gems. Um, And I know that we are all thankful for that, the idea of the growth mindset and finding the balance with your investment level is so critical in student-athlete development. Um, So those were the end of my questions. So thank you for your time. Uh, The NCAA emerging, these emerging leaders will be very impacted by the knowledge and experiences that you have shared today. Thank you so much, Katie. I appreciate it.